And the moment you feel that emotion, you are now chemically teaching your body to understand what your mind has intellectually understood. So we could say knowledge is for the mind and experience is for the body. And in that moment, you are embodying knowledge. That's Dr. Joe Dispenza. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining me as we close out our week with one of my favorite speakers on this week's topic of the power of the mind. And he is back on the show to teach us the step-by-step process to change our brain to get rid of all unwanted and unconscious habits. Here's Dr. Joe Dispenza. Enjoy. Now you have three brains. Three brains in one that allow you to go from thinking to doing to being. Your thinking brain is your neocortex. You're listening to me right now with your neocortex. It's the seat of your conscious awareness. It's that walnut on the outside with all of its folds and valleys. And the neocortex plugs us into the environment, and it loves to learn information. And as you experience and you learn, you upgrade the hardware and the circuits in your thinking brain. You with me? Now, you read the book on how to ride the bicycle, how to dance the salsa, how to cook French cuisine, how to be more compassionate, how to forgive, and all that information is stored in your thinking brain. You with me? It's the intellect. It analyzes. It's the theologian. It's the philosopher. Now, if you take that knowledge and you apply it or you personalize it or you demonstrate it, it means you're going to have to modify your behaviors in some way and do something differently. So if you change your actions and you do something differently, then you should have a new experience. Would you agree? And a new experience then should reinforce the circuits in your brain that you understood intellectually, but then it would activate the second brain called the limbic brain or the emotional brain or the chemical brain, which is underneath the neocortex, and it produces a feeling or an emotion. You with me? Poke the person next to you, please. So then you read the book on compassion by the Dalai Lama, you know, And then you read the book by Mother Teresa on forgiveness, and you read the book about emotional intelligence, and you go to the workshop, and you review your notes, and then you get on the teleclass seminar, and you're getting all this information in your analytical, intellectual, (laughs) philosophical neocortex. And all of a sudden, you start walking around in your life and you're saying, hey, you know what your problem is? You need to be more compassionate. You got a problem with compassion. Open your heart. Oh, and you over there, listen, you just need to forgive. Why hold on? And then, oh, 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 you know, 
you, know, you, need to, you need to get more emotionally intelligent. Shorten the refractory period. Come on, pick it up a little bit. You know? <laughs> and everybody is blown away by all of this knowledge that you're espousing. They're knocking on your door at work, asking you to administer to them. You know, they want to know what you know. and Everything's going really well, right? But then you're getting ready for the company Christmas party, you know? You're putting lipstick on, you're getting ready. You got a little Motown playing, and all of a sudden, you get a call from your best friend. And she says, you know that person that betrayed you? The one that threw you under the bus? that talked about you and got the promotion and you didn't get it, she's at the Christmas party. (laughs) Put down the phone. And all of a sudden, you start rehearsing in your mind how you are going to poison her wine when she's not looking. (laughs) You think about going into the bathroom, locking the door, getting her in one of the stalls, wham, against the wall a few times. You start thinking about how you're going to embarrass her in front of everybody, and all of a sudden, you stop. And you think, oh no, I read the book on compassion. Damn it. Now I got to do something. And all of a sudden, you start to become conscious of your unconscious thoughts. You start to notice your knee-jerk behaviors. You start to become aware of those addictive emotions. And as you begin to observe them, you're no longer the program. You're the consciousness observing the program. And you begin to objectify your subjective self. And as you inhibit those thoughts, behaviors, and emotions, nerve cells that no longer fire together, and you begin to silence the circuits in your brain that are connected to the old self. And as you inhibit the thoughts that create the same feelings, you're no longer signaling the same gene in the same way. And all of a sudden, you start to think, what did I learn from those books, the teleclass, the seminar? What would Mother Teresa do? And all of a sudden, you begin to activate different networks of neurons in your brain from the knowledge you've learned. And as you begin to call up these different circuits, all of a sudden, you do something very natural. You put yourself into the equation, and you start to rehearse what you're going to do in the dinner. And very naturally, in a matter of seconds, you begin to cause your brain to fire in new sequences, in new patterns, in new combinations. And whenever you make your brain work differently, you're changing your mind. And as you remind yourself of who you no longer want to be, and you remind yourself of who you do want to be, you begin to install the hardware in your brain. You begin to prime the brain and begin to activate circuits and put them in place so that you can use them when you get into the dinner. You with me? So then you're sitting there and you're going, all right, what did the book say? See myself in her? Oh, my God. All right, what else? Stay in the present moment. 
and you start going down this list and you very naturally start thinking about you doing that. And the moment you begin to mentally rehearse doing it, plan your behaviors, you begin to cause the brain to believe that the experience is occurring. Because when you're truly focused, the brain doesn't know the difference between the experience out there and the experience in here. And now you're upscaling your hardware and you have circuits in place to use when you get to the dinner. How many people are with me? And so now you walk into the dinner and you're reminding yourself who you no longer want to be. You're reminding yourself who you do want to be. You're thinking of Mother Teresa. You're thinking of the Dalai Lama. And all of a sudden, you get your behaviors to match your intentions. You get your actions equal to your thoughts. You get your mind and body working together. And all of a sudden, in the midst of your enemy, you have a new experience. And you do exactly what the book says, and your heart opens, and you feel compassion, you feel love, you feel freedom. And the moment you feel that emotion, you are now chemically teaching your body to understand what your mind has intellectually understood. So we could say knowledge is for the mind and experience is for the body. And in that moment, you are embodying knowledge. The word becomes flesh and you're signaling new genes and new ways. And that second brain called the limbic brain is whipping up a batch of chemicals for you to begin to understand no longer philosophically what it meant, but now you begin to understand it on a visceral level. And you are teaching your body emotionally to understand what your mind is intellectually understood. How many people understood? And now it's no longer philosophical. Your heart is open and you're seeing through the lens of a different being because your mind and body are working together. But it's not enough to do it once. You can't forgive your enemy one time and expect to be on the stained glass windows in church. <laughs> you gotta be able to repeat the experience. You gotta be able to do it over and over and over again. You gotta be able to do it so many times that you neurochemically condition your body to memorize compassion as well as your conscious mind. And when you can get your mind and body working together, or your body to become the mind of compassion, or your mind and body to merge, now you're in a state of being. And when you're in a state of being, you activate that third brain called the cerebellum, the seat of your subconscious. Now you've practiced it so many times that you no longer have to consciously think about it. It's innate in you. It's who you are. As a matter of fact, you know how you do it, but you don't even know how you know how because it's subconscious. It's automatic. It's effortless. It's second nature. And when we get to that point where we have that level of competence, we could say that we've memorized an internal neurochemical order that no person, no thing, no experience could move us from it. And that's what we call mastery. Big thanks to Dr. Joe Dispenza for stopping by. You can connect with him by visiting his website, drjoedispenza.com. That is also his Instagram and also his YouTube. So you can go check those out and pick up any of his books. I've read the last three, which is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, You Are the Placebo, and his most recent being um, Becoming Supernatural. They are all amazing. I highly, highly recommend that you pick up and read any of them. And I'll have the links to all the books 
as well as all the ways to connect with Dr. Joe Dispenza. They will all be in the show description below. And before you go, please follow the show, share it, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. I greatly, greatly appreciate you for that. And that's a wrap for me. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have an amazing weekend. And I'll see you back here on Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later.